time at kpfa.org, KFCF in Fresno, 88.1. Stay tuned, cover to cover with Jennifer Stone. Happy ending, nice and tidy. It's a rule I learned in school. Get your money every Friday. Happy endings are the rule. So divide up those in darkness from the ones who walk in light. Light them up, boys. There's your picture. Drop the This is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. The times, they are a-changing, folks. Yes. Oh, boy, from Egypt to Wisconsin, the world is waking up. I got here global consciousness raising. I guess technology does, does change things. It does, what is it, tell us what to do? Uh, Philip was talking about. Trials for war crimes, you know, the sort of thing. Uh, I caught the Oscar Sunday night, and I was interested that the only uh, direct political statement came from the people who won for a documentary film. Um, yes, they they pointed out, they apologized first, you know, for uh, saying, well, you know, we have to say it, or excuse me, or, you know, they didn't want to spoil the party, but... They said it's been three years since the economy crashed and no one, no single person has gone to jail. I appreciated it, but I was more interested in the fact that uh, they had to apologize for mentioning uh, <laughs> mentioning it. It's interesting. Uh, I don't know why I watched the Oscars again. I think I was looking for something i don't know what i was looking for uh usually it depresses me uh it was the 83rd academy awards ceremony in tinseltown yes you know uh underneath all that tinsel uh there's real tinsel strangely enough i i guess things what is it uh things are so so out of whack that i was almost uh, happy to be, what is that, um, distracted by all that frou-frou, uh, you know, folks killing themselves just to be beautiful. Actually, people in show business do work for a living, uh, and there's a rumor that some of them tend to be liberal, some are even progressive activists, and goddess knows, uh, they do sometimes come up with, well, I guess we call them uh, uh, Judeo-Christian values, uh, a little wisdom. If it's true, I mean, if it's really true that we are entering a new dark age, uh, what do you call that, uh, a period of, uh, what is that, when most people... 
are um, having a bad time of it. Uh, I'm truly grateful for the cinema uh, escapist that I am. It's certainly the art form of the 20th century, and as Gore Vidal tells us, the films may be the only education uh, in the future. Many citizens just uh, don't, what is it, uh, they don't get anything from school, and so they get their history, their biography, and the written word. uh, You know, uh, the only critical thinking they get. Well, I don't know if you could call it that, is when they discuss films. Uh, of course, most of us have been seduced by the screen, some of us. Uh, young people tell me that, uh, oh, well, it's not their fault. It's that they, they haven't seen that many movies, so they believe that mediocre pictures are pure poetry or revelation. And lately... I I try not to be too condescending, and I just say, you can do better than that. Believe me, check it out. Uh, (laughs) Yes, try again. Oh, what did I see last night? Um, It's a wonderful picture. It's uh, it's on my on-demand list there. If you have cable television, you can get it for free. It's called The Age of Consent, and it's got Helen Mirren as a teenager. Get that? Big, blonde... Um, busty, healthy, wet t-shirt girl. She's uh, on an island with James Mason, movie made in the 60s, made by Michael Powell, the guy who did the red shoes. Unbelievable picture. I don't know where it disappeared to, but I think it's making a comeback because Helen Mirren is so uh, respected in the uh, industry. Uh, I think... It's hard to explain to younger persons that the messages are important. You know, what the film says, yes, you know, does it denigrate women, blah, blah, blah. But without style, uh, it's not going to last. It's just going to, you know, fade away. Uh, It's like books, you know. The test is, will it still be on the shelf in a couple of decades? Would you want to see it again? That's probably the best test. Uh, if you can sit through it twice, it's probably, well, if not, well, I, it's hard to say. There are some pictures that you don't need to see twice to know that they're awfully good. But if it's really got style, it's more like music, you know, and you can uh, play it again, Sam. <laughs> anyway, uh, what... Uh, what I'd like to talk about today is not so much the Oscars. Uh, you know, um, when you get older and you need to, what is it, review your notes, your historical perspective, it's a good idea to go and see a film that you once loved very much. And, uh, you know, you can compare it. It's, For example, watching The Social Network, I couldn't help but think, well... If you're going to make a picture about competition, young people competing like crazy, I mean, how about Chariots of Fire? That one won an Oscar years ago. Uh, the social network, you know, is all about computers, for God's sakes. Uh, I'm afraid I've forgotten it already. Maybe I wasn't, uh, maybe I don't have the, the uh, psychological set for that. It may mean a great deal to young people, uh, 
I had hoped that the movie, The Social Network, would examine the character of this young man. It's uh, Mark Zuckerberg, Zuckerman, what is his name? He's the one who gave the world Facebook. How did, how did this kid get to be the driven soul who lives uh, not in a social network, but in cyberspace, I guess? Um, where where do our children go when they boot up and uh, disappear out into cyberspace, leaving reality behind? Are they just lonely? Maybe they are on a quest of some kind. Uh, I keep asking them, is it fun yet? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the picture that one is fun is called The King's Speech. You know, we've stopped doing the king thing, as you noticed in the uh, Far East, but the Brits can always haul it out. It's good theater, kings and queens. Colin Firth played um, old King George, you know, father to our present queen, Elizabeth II. I guess she's not my queen, uh, but the British royalty do seem to be popular here in the U.S. You remember Colin Firth as the heartthrob Darcy. It was in the BBC production of Pride and Prejudice. Uh, I liked him best in a picture. uh, hmm, It was called A Single Man. That's the one I would recommend. He was nominated for that picture last year. Uh, It was especially... um, What's the word for that? Uh, uh, It was a tour de force for the actor. Anyway, the screenwriter on the King's Speech also won an Oscar and the director and so forth. Uh, uh, The screenwriter, he... (laughs) They're not writers anymore, folks. They're content providers. Got that? Writers, content providers. Anyway, he made the best speech at the Oscars. Uh... All that stuff about a voice, you know, only a voice, that's all. All we have is a voice, even if we stammer. Said the poet, W.H. Auden wrote, All we have is a voice to undo the folded lie. Yes, the lie. Lie of the guy in the street and on and on. Nobody beats the British when it comes to drama and to dramatic literature. Uh... I think it kind of dates from Shakespeare, even before Shakespeare, and the Elizabethans, and, of course, that Bible, you remember the King James Version of the uh, Holy Bible as translated from the Greek and then translated from the Hebrew and back and back and back. Uh, In England, the clergy, I think, uh, invented uh, (laughs) the theater-theology, the Protestant Reformation, I think, was all a play. They were all dramatists, spoken word, Laurence Olivier's dad. He was a cleric. Uh, It's something, what is it, Uh, just something in their DNA over there. Uh, The movie had Helena Bonham Carter as the Queen Mom, you remember, she died a few years ago at the age of 100 and something. She was, I believe, a commoner, like the young woman who's going to marry (laughs) Prince William, yes. She was from Scotland. 
Was her name Mary or Elizabeth? I cannot remember. Anyway, she married Bertie. They had the two little girls, Elizabeth and Margaret, you know. They they didn't know that he would have to be the king, that he was going to have to uh, take over when his older brother, Edward, abdicated. Uh, marrying that Wallace Simpson, a notorious woman, an American divorcee. <laughs> I love it. As Maggie Smith said in a recent Masterpiece Theater show, why is it always an American that mucks things up? I'm paraphrasing her, of course. Her character's line in the Masterpiece Theater piece was prompted by the information that the swivel chair uh, she is startled by, she almost tips over in this uh, newfangled chair, she's told it was invented by Thomas Jefferson, a tinkerer, if there ever was one, yes. Um, I watched Maggie Smith in another delightful film called Tea with Mussolini last week. Uh, that's another picture I could see again and maybe again because it's got these marvelous, marvelous women. Not just Maggie Smith, but Judy Dench and Joan Plowright and Lily Tomlin and Cher and more. They play expats. In the city of Florence, down, let's see, the era leading up to World War II, 1930s. Uh, you know, some of them are artists. Most are just uh, dilettantes. Some of that history is accurate in the picture. Uh, well, a little bit. Uh, I think the scene when they throw the women out of the Uffizi Gallery, you know, the fascisti, uh, consider them to be uh, out of line because they're having tea right there in the museum. Anyway, uh, Colin Firth was very ironic when he got his uh, Oscar. He said that he felt his career had just peaked. <laughs> anyway, he seems to be the top dog in the British uh, colony. Let's see, Hugh Grant, Kenneth Branagh, they're all there, but Colin Firth is the the dreamy one, and he can play villains, too, as I say. I think that his role in A Single Man is the best thing he's ever done. Uh, it is free on cable. Suicide is not painless in that picture. Uh, it's a moving portrait of a closeted gay male. He despairs when his longtime lover dies, and he's not even invited to the funeral, just family, they say. He's not allowed to mourn. It was that way for some people a generation ago. Uh, let's see, those were the days, 60s, when same-sex love was not the real thing, especially uh, with regard to women. Now, the Oscars go on too long, of course, and I kept uh, switching channels to watch the Tudors on HBO. I'm up to Henry VIII's fifth wife, and that satire, The Onion News. It's crude, but they try. It is important to keep mocking the grandiose behavior of anchor persons and news gurus. I just wish we had something as stylish as, oh, the Monty Python troops, something to assault today's phony pundits. Never have so many said so much about so little. Anyway, I wanted Winter's Bone to win because it's so tough. 
The teenage lead is awesome. That's a raw movie. Don't take the children. The women in Winter's Bone are stronger than they appear at first. When the girl has to be beaten, the women do it. It's a point of honor, I guess. Uh, I wanted Annette Benning to win for her uh, role as the lesbian mom in, or the lesbian dad, who knows which, in uh, The Kids Are All Right. Um, she has a body of work behind her. Uh, the Best Actress Oscar went to a pregnant Natalie Portman for her role in The Black Swan. Narcissism, masochism, always top male fantasies. What did we say back in the day? You're either a feminist or a masochist. No two ways about it. I recommend to you uh, a review of a picture called Of Gods and Men. It's in the New Yorker. And they point out that Swan Lake, that is the music, Tchaikovsky's music from Swan Lake, is better in that movie uh, than it is in uh, Black Swan. Here it is, yes. Of Gods and Men is all about, uh, the story is a true case of seven Cistercian monks kidnapped and beheaded during the Algerian Civil War in the 1990s. The fate of the men in the movie is less specific and savage, though it's no less haunting. Uh, at the end of the movie of Gods and Men, uh, we see the the central character, Brother Luke. Uh, uh, they've decided to stay and help the locals. Uh, they know that they may die and that the, uh, uh, the axe is about to fall. And so they open two bottles of wine at dinner and in place of the customary spiritual readings, they put on this recording of Swan Lake, the Tchaikovsky music. And... Um, Anthony Lane in The New Yorker says he's not sure he believes the scene, but he says it feels true and the monks are saying farewell to worldly things, drinking deep of passing joys. He says that as a result, the Tchaikovsky means more and rings out more resoundingly in this one excerpt than it does in the whole of Black Swan, where it accompanies the dancer in her final fragmenting of self engrossed in her own mirror image. And he goes on to say that it shows men of older plumage preparing calmly, even joyfully, to take flight and leave their selves behind. That's Tony Lane in the 28th February New Yorker. You can check it out of Gods and Men is not uh, up for an Oscar. It's uh, the, the best. I was looking here. Uh, my notes, and they seem a little sour. I think it upsets me that, once again, we have the female neurotic, as in Black Swan, uh, unable to cope with life and being sad and bitter. And <laughs> actually, Natalie Portman looked a little grim. Uh, I guess it was, maybe it was being pregnant, but uh, the guys get to be the profound and wise characters in uh, Gods and Men. I would get some nuns to look. Yes, the Tibetan nuns, I think, would be the answer to that problem. I, I do think uh, Natalie Portman uh, has done some good work. She's still young, of course. I would recommend a movie called Goya's Ghosts, in which she plays a mother and daughter. 
believe it or not. Uh, she plays, what is that? Uh, an innocent, yes, she plays a little innocent who is tortured by the uh, uh, Inquisition and raped by Javier Bardeen. He's an evil priest. And she's thrown in prison and a child is born, a child grows up and Natalie Portman staggers out of prison to find her by then teenaged daughter uh amazing she plays as i say both parts and i would i would recommend that movie to start and maybe uh, her role as Anne Boleyn in the other Boleyn girl that one has Scarlett Johansson playing Anne Boleyn's sister hi jennifer veronica is catching up with me here because the yes. time is 20 minutes after the hour and I've been talking so fast because I was trying to get my half hour show in here before it was time to stop and ask you for money. Oh God, we've got to have money, people. Well, I'd like to give the telephone number, Jennifer, if that's Do okay it. with you. It's <laughs> area code 510-848-5732 or 1-800-439-5732. And the reason why we're giving those numbers is, of course, this is our last weekend of our winter fun drive. And you, the listener, we want to say we appreciate you. And if you feel the same way, I think you do. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening. We'd like you to demonstrate that by contributing to KPFA so we can keep the lights on and keep Jennifer on the air. I just want to say um, that I personally have a great appreciation for the fact that KPFA will air Jennifer Stone because she can be somewhat X-rated. You know that's true, right, Jennifer? I, I try. Well, okay, not X, but definitely a little blue. I and, try. Um, KPFA has been in existence now for almost 62 years, as old as I am and uh, older, not as old as Jennifer is. Jennifer, you you know, you're always bragging about being 77 years old. I know. We want KPFA to, to get to be at least that age, and the way to do that is to make a contribution. You know, it's been said that only one in eight people, they, 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 they've been saying this over and over again, it sticks in my mind, I can't believe it. One in eight listeners contributes to KPFA, and everybody else is just kind of going along for the ride. And I see two people, wait, one, well, no. I, I We, we want to see some people call in here. I we, guess we know that the intellectuals also contribute. Is that not true, Jennifer? <laughs> well, two of them, you know. <laughs> I'm not There's sure. one yeah. right there. Contribute. Mm -hmm. oh, okay, so the telephone number again is 1 800. What is 848, it? I'm sorry, 1 800 439 5732 or 510. 848-5732. But is it Woody Allen says intellectuals are like the mafia? They only kill their own. Well, <laughs> we want them not to kill their own, but if they, whatever they're doing, we want them to stop right now and just call and contribute. Keep us you alive. Contribute on a basic level here, even as little as $25 makes you a voter. But also, we have books here. Jennifer, tell them about mm -hmm. the book. Oh, I will, I will. I was just thinking, you know, it's like the, the monks in the Middle Ages you know when they went and took the uh, they took the books and all that good culture 
agriculture stuff and buried it, you know, so they could dig it out again after the Dark Ages. Can't do that anymore, folks. Uh, we've got to be, what is that, uh, out in cyberspace. We've got to keep alive, and it's uh, electronic media that does it. I actually used to write books because I still do a little, but... Here's a book right here that it's you've called, written. It's called Telegraph Avenue Then by yeah. Jennifer Stone. Jennifer Stone is a living icon. And this is an autographed copy of that book. It's going for how much, Jennifer? Uh, the um, the book would be a subscription for $60. And if you want a set of um, uh, readings, let's see, CDs. there's three. There's three CDs. That's a set. That would be, plus the book, that's a $90 subscription. That's a little bit pricey, $90. The $60 subscription will get you the book. Uh but, I, but the $90, I just want to add, you could spread that out throughout the year. Sure. I mean, you can make payments on it. But the most important thing is for you to go to the phone right now. The telephone number, 510-848-5732-1800-439-5732. Be the first one to pick up the phone and call in and show your appreciation for this wonderful institution we have going here, KPFA, who allows... Uh, Jennifer Stone to come and do her thing here on a weekly basis. Civilization is not a frill, folks, you know. Right? You have to keep it going. You have to sustain it. Again, 510-848-5732, 1-800-439-5732, Telegraph Avenue, then. then. Jennifer, what was the inspiration for this? Oh, this book is not... Um, Let's see, what did I do? Uh, in the old days, I used to keep um, something I called loose leaves from a little black book. And this is a chunk of it from 1966 to 1977. And then there is another one from 77 to 88 and from 88 to 99. And um, the idea was to try to figure out... Uh, those of you who are familiar with the great Anais Nin know that those of us... Well, I just want to yeah, acknowledge... Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Jennifer, yes. I just want to acknowledge <laughs> the fact that we have two okay. listeners on the line. You, Can we make it three? Why don't you be th number three? Go ahead. The telephone number is 510 1-800-439-5732. You be the next caller on the line to call in and contribute to this program, contribute to KPFA by expressing your appreciation for this program. And also, if you can get a copy of Telegraph Avenue then, I you know, I guarantee you you'll be entertained and you'll be glad you did. And it's a signed copy by Jennifer Stone. We have four people on the line now. Can you be number five? Oh, that's lovely. I thank you so much. much. Yes, thank you so much for calling. Again, the telephone number, 510-848-5732, 1-800-439-5732, Jennifer Stone. Says here, only the dead tell the truth and then not for some years. I was looking through the notes the other day to see which things... I should publish next, and I thought that most people imagine that journals, you know, uh, are of the moment. I think if you let them soak long enough, you know, and then go back and dig through them, it's usually the source for poetry for most poets, but I think it's also, what is it, you, you find these little things there, these little epiphanies. 
I wanted to put together another collection called Babes of the Bath Water. You know, all the things that you couldn't put in a novel and you couldn't put in a story, but they're the uh, the gems, you know, the memory gems that that writers. Uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald has a pile of them in a book called The Crack Up that I keep reading over and over again. They're just these funny little insights that. Uh, help you to understand you know who you were and why you what what did i used to say uh who we were and why we didn't <laughs> well i i just think that you are just absolutely titillating Jennifer. yes dear, yes and uh you know i just love your meanderings and and it, and and i want to challenge those of you who are a lover of books not only of books but the intellectual process to go ahead pick up the phone and call right now 510-848-5732 1-800-439-5732 why don't you be the next person to call in and express your appreciation you know there was a time when people read books on a regular basis i mean intellectual books not simply novels things to keep busy while you're on bart but um Books that had a lot of depth, there was a story, there was a moral, there was uh, something uh, subliminal messages to sort of work on you and to get you thinking and comparing about your own life. Jennifer Stone still has that going here. We, you, you know, I just want to... Yeah, you want a message? Yeah, you want a message? Call Western Union, exactly. darling. Exactly. Well, <laughs> no, 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 no. Messages messages are, are okay, we but... We just have a few minutes yes. left. Well, seconds left, actually. Yes. I want to give the number again, 510 we're, um, yeah, we're after style, folks. 1-800-439-5732. We're up against Free Speech Radio News. and um, Thank you, Albert Woodruff. Thank, uh, thank you, Albert. I, think, I cannot pronounce the last name. H-A-K-I-M-I-P-O-U-R. Helia Hilda. Hilda? No, no, no. H-E-I-L-A. I'm not getting this right here. Hi, Leah. Anyway, she's from Fresno, and he's from Santa Monica. Oh, Santa Monica. I love Santa Monica. I have terrific stories about Santa Monica. Never mind. We don't have time to we tell them. We don't, as a matter of fact. Thank you so much for...